Hello, welcome back to this week's episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. I'm Jennifer Apple, she, her, and this week I got to talk to the unbelievable Dr. Angelica McCarthy, who has been with the Empowered Artist Collective family since its inception. We talk about the ways in which we can bring awareness to our bodies to support our lives as both humans and artists. We talk about slowing down, being conscious of the impact of stress, the pandemic, other outside burdens. We ask questions about how we want to feel on a daily basis, how you can better show up for yourself. We share tools about adjusting our own awareness, our breath, mindfulness, and we discuss the opportunity of changing a negative to a positive. If you are a human being and you are alive, which you are, this episode is for you. Without further ado. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited today to be talking with the Dr. Angelica McCarthy, who has been with EAC since the start. Um, Truly, like the breadth of knowledge is is incredible. And when I asked her to be on this podcast, it was like a no brainer, which truly just warmed my heart, but really just more for your ears, because um, get out your pens and papers. This is going to be a juicy one, even though we haven't even started yet. I know it will be. So without further ado, hello, my dear. Hello, hello, hello. I always love coming back to EAC and just the the holistic nature, the love, the joy. I yeah, I have chills. So I'm so honored to be here. The feeling is so mutual, and it honestly isn't what it is without you. Like you have literally been integral to the entire process that we have had with EAC. So and I thank you for that. I mean, thank you. I mean, this is like this is just like a love fest back and forth. Like, thank you. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. As we already know, we could keep going. So. Um, well, tell everyone who's listening who you are. I don't need to introduce you. You can introduce yourself the way you want to be introduced into this space. Yeah. Well, and for anyone who does or doesn't know me, my name is Dr. Angelica McCarthy, and I use she, her pronouns. I am a doctor of athletic training, and I've specialized in performing arts medicine and sports medicine, but primarily performing arts for the past 11 years. So I've had my background in understanding the artist, taking care of the artist, what it means to be out on that stage, you know, mind, body, soul, all of the things um, that it takes to to be out on that stage. And I support in the background. And that's, you know, one of the biggest um, purposes of, of my career, of my life's work is to help serve the arts and bring that awareness to our bodies, bring that understanding to the body so that we can support our life our our health, our well-being, our movement if you're a mover out on the stage, if you're vo- if you're a vocalist, whoever you are, what you do, I we can bring that awareness to your body so that you are able to get out there and live your life as full, as holy as possible. So that's the the skinny of it, but that's the true essence of like why I wake up every day um, to serve in that manner. So yeah, I mean, it's a conversation that obviously we'll continue getting further into during this exact time together. But, you know, so often as humans, but specifically as artists, we we don't really focus on our physical. Well, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I didn't focus on my physical health and wellness because I took it for granted for so long. You think when you're young and sprightly, it's like all going to be cool. Yeah. And we don't realize just literally the fact that what we do is our bodies, it is every single day you show up, whether it is your voice, whether it is your mind, spirit, everything is within your body. And to not take care of that, the ramifications of that down the line are could be really grave. 
Um, I wonder if you can talk about just from your experiences, what you perhaps have seen in terms of impact over time or generally of body of people and like doing the thing over and over and over again impact. Well, yeah, it's with the, with my background in musical theater, you all are performing eight shows, you know, are you, what does that choreography look like? What does, you know, singing that same intense, um, you know, vocal, you know, high notes, low notes, in and out, you know, the, the strain and stress that your body has to go through to be at that relative peak performance level that you so choose to be out there. Um, is demanding you know if, if we were to do a one-off okay cool you know I, I killed it and i was great and i was able to prepare to do just this one time and then i can go on and recover and do all the things that i need but when we get into that repetitive nature of okay i'm doing this for two hours i'm doing this two hours times eight and then lord knows i remember the days where so many um artists end up doing double duty I'm rehearsing another show or I'm workshopping another show and then I'm coming to do my eight hour show. It's like, that can be a 10 plus hour day of intense movement energy that you're expending. Um, And how do you fill that back up? Where do you find that you're able to fill that back up? Able to one and then two, are you doing enough? And half the time when we're so tired and fatigued and whatnot, you know, our first thought is to, I need to eat and sleep. And then that's it. Whereas there's so, so, so much more, um, especially if you're a a mover um, in the sense of dancer, or you can be anyone, you could be a vocalist, you could be an actor, anyone, you were all movers. So it's to say, what do our bodies need in order to be able to support us in that? And I've seen it so many times where the injuries occur, the illnesses occur. um, Sometimes, you know, times, times X more than what it needs to because of, of the stress and strain that we put ourselves in. We don't see, sometimes we don't see ourselves as the holistic nature of, okay, you know, today mentally I'm just not in it, but I have to go anyway. So how does that um, allow you to show up today? Um, you know, the energy of, of my environment, of my social support, all of these different things that play a role in our, our wellness and our, our well being. Um, that sometimes we don't, we take for granted or we don't think about. And so, and then I've seen it when people have that light and they're like, yes, I know exactly. I'm aware. I do this. I have this routine. And then, you know, they're able to step out every day and it shifts and it, it changes, but it's to say the impact can be huge on either level on either end of the spectrum. Um, it's just all in our awareness and understanding of who we are in those moments and what we do so that we can really truly do what we want to do well let's get into it then for a second with what you just said let's say you are with a client of yours or let's say you were working you know you come in for a show and you have they have you work with every single person in the in the cast or whatever it is what do you suggest and obviously it depends on an individual and their body but for someone who is maybe newer to focusing in on their physical health and wellness or just their wellness generally, what do you often recommend to people to be like, hey, this is a really good first step for you to be like clocking what's happened or hey, this is a thing that I recommend you can do right now that kind of resets or focuses in on where you are? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And it, it will change with each individual because we are so, so different. 
But when in doubt, it always comes down to being mindful or paying attention to what we're doing, how we're doing it, who we are, all those things. So, you know, if you come in and, and have like a one-on-one treatment with me, I you'll probably be able to, to count on however many fingers and toes, how many times I say, be mindful, or are you aware of, or asking questions that are more geared to where your relative level of attention is of who you are and what you're doing. And if we don't have that awareness of ourselves, if we don't have that awareness of our bodies, then yeah, it's going to feel like you're just piecemealing, Mm -hmm. just like get by. Whereas if I know that my left shoulder has been killing me when I do this partner lift and I know exactly where that, that point in time is, or I can at least start to focus there, then I can say, okay, what do, what do I need to do to help change that? Or if, um, you know, I had a really rough night of sleep last night, I wasn't able to get good sleep. And then I woke up with mental fog and I, you know, I have, you know, I had to then run out the door and I didn't have breakfast or just different things like that as to know that, you know, are you feel, how are you feeling yourself? Are you feeling yourself? Are you recovering at the end of the day? And then what is your in-between? What is your daily routine that if I do these, you know, five things today, I know that my day is going to be great and I'm going to be able to dissertain between, oh crap, my partner almost dropped me and I had to like, you know, tense up really quick to, to protect myself. But my body is going to be like, okay, we're cool because we at least did so much for ourselves. And then what do we need to know to be able to recover from that? So it's, it's definitely in paying attention, being mindful, mm-hmm. mindfulness. If you don't practice it, you know, it's, it's okay. But it's to say like, slow down a beat and let's, let's start to figure it out. Um, we're about dissecting and going deeper. That's where we get that understanding. I was going to ask you too, because that buzzword mindfulness at this point now, it's also just become like a sales tactic for companies to simply just like tell us what they think we need, even though it's right. So for you, when you say mindfulness is what is that? Yeah, it's literally paying attention. It's instead of uh, case in point and um, all of this knowledge and, and insight that I give has, has come through my own journey with it too. You know, myself on my end of being in the arts has always been like, go, 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 you know, taking care of artists in all of the all great ways to help them keep them on the stage. You're, I, was, I can count how many times I was burnt out in my career thus far. And then that affects how I'm giving care. That's, that mm-hmm. affects how I'm doing things. And so to that mindfulness is literally paying attention. It's slowing down. It's saying, you know what, see, be in the present moment and see what's in front of me. And then I can help it. That will help me to disertain what actions, what, how I'm just making decisions. Um, You know, if I've seen, you know, however many clients today, maybe it's to say, you know what, my body is really, really starting to not like this. It's starting to really be um, worn down and it, prevents me from being able to do all these other things that I want to do. So, okay, maybe I change my schedule. Maybe I change how I'm doing the work, the efficiency and quality of work that I do. And so mindfulness just allows you to be present with it. And it's present to see it, accept it, and then make those best decisions that are those choices that actually align with you. 
And we're not just running around and be like, oh, I have to go do this. I have to go do that. I have to go do that. And then what did you truly do for yourself? Where, how did you come into yourself to do all of these things today? So that's, that's kind of my take on it um, without it being like the official definition of it. But it's just like, yeah, just, just open up, open. I know I was taught once, maybe it's from my chiropractor or something, or there's, there, I forget who told me there's, you know, fidget spinners, for example, were a thing, right? So that we can like focus <laughs> presently. And they sold us this little thing that was actually really fun and spun around. But there's this tool. And I guess if you are not watching this as a video and you're looking at it and you're listening to this on a podcast, um, if you take your two fingers, your finger, um, thumb and your pointer finger or frankly any finger and this just like rubbing of it and you can train yourself I, I don't know this is some I forget the tool of the of, I should probably it'll maybe in the show notes I don't know but <laughs> if you literally rub your two fingers together and you start to train yourself daily about that sensation that mm-hmm. is a way for you to simply just you know halt and ground yourself you can also do that with your toes in your shoes but i would imagine that you have other tricks too that are just like these smaller little things physically that in our own bodies we're able to bring ourselves awareness because i know so often and i can think back to when like a younger version of myself when you're doing a thousand different things we're taught frankly that we need to be doing a thousand different things in order to stay on this hamster wheel in order to make moves forward right but these little small things to ground us in the moment, although they might seem s- silly, are actually the things that make us more present and put us in the present. And I know for me, this you know mindfulness is so it feels so weighted because I'm like, well, I'm not doing this, or I'm not. But as opposed to like, oh, I can literally do this. I'm being mindful about putting yes. my two fingers together, and now I feel the sensation in my body of what those two things feel like yes. on on me. I. And this is kind of like, it's, it's like being in your body. It's literally that. And, you know, I've, I've had so many people where they go out on that stage and it is a positive thing to be out of your body in that sense, because that's your energy. That's like, you're just Mm -hmm. going, you're flowing, but then to be out of your, so external, so outside of your body that you don't even know how you twisted your ankle. Mm know where or how or what you were doing or you made a decision to just go extra hard and then you twisted your ankle it's like okay maybe we could have prevented a smaller piece of that it's not to say that you can prevent everything yeah so yeah it's sensations it's you know thoughts feelings emotions it's really like you know if if I get really stressed at, at one point. Why am I getting stressed? What What's the thing that is, is coming my way? Um, because as we'll maybe we'll talk about, but like the, the manifestation of stress and emotions and feelings that shows up in the body. So you, you mentioned like the, the little tool of rubbing the, the, your two fingers. I always, if, even if you're, you're with me and we're, you're on the table, we're doing body scans or I'll be the first one to be like, Hey, do you do a body scan? Mm-hmm. Because it literally give yourself just five minutes, take some deep start with your breathing, just deep breath in and out. Because half the time we're not breathing anyways correctly. We're dysfunctional breathers and yep. normal in, in life. Um, and you just scan parts of your body and they're gonna they're gonna tell you 
what what's go- your body's going to tell you what's going on. It's designed to do that. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you've, you've been with us too, when we've done these work, like that is my vibe. I am all about a body scan. I live oh, for a body scan. It's Love it. so powerful. And mm-hmm. to feel like the sensation of energy once you like, Hey, you know what? I'm real. I've been having that chronic like thing yeah. in my neck and let me just like slow down. Let me just scan my body real quick and go to that spot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I actually just had a client yesterday and we did that to their ankle and real came to that realization of like, you know what? I've been putting fear in my ankle. I'm, mm-hmm. I have a fear of, of, I haven't been, I haven't felt supported in these last couple of months. You know, they had a, a life change. They moved from one end of the country to the other. So it's, and came to a new scenario where it's just them, you know? So it's like, it'll, man, it'll show up. It'll show up. And so the, it's us paying attention just in that is to say like, you could do some major work just by paying attention of, of your thoughts, your feelings, your sensations um, in your body. And then from there, okay, um, I'm my body. I know exactly what it's doing. I know exactly where we're going. I'm ready to like kill it, do whatever I need to do. So I love all of that yeah. so very much. I mean, you brought it up. Let's talk about it. Stress, <laughs> burnout, you know, all of these things that we are naturally going through as humans and yeah. obviously now expedited and uh really really pressurized because of the pandemic that we are two years into how have you seen it um impact manifest find itself in people's bodies and i guess yeah what are that's thoughts just generally about stress and then we can kind of get more into it i think yeah yeah well i think the thing that I've noticed lately, because I've been looking at it differently, I've actually been asking the question a little bit of, of, and not specific to say like, how stressed are you? Mm. It's like asking the question of how do you see yourself in these questions? So how would you rate your general health, your physical health, your uh, mental, emotional, your spiritual health and well-being, And then going into those deeper questions of how do you want to feel every day? You know, what do you want to master? Like those, those fulfilling questions that can help young guide you in a relative direction. And do you ask them in terms of like numbers? Like, do you put it on a scale from like one to 10 or do you do it verbally? Yeah. So it's, it's on a scale from poor to excellent, really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have fair, um, good, very good. Um, and Sometimes I ask this, like I've asked in a different realm. So I ask it on my intake form, um, just to gather a general like well-being sense. Mm-hmm. And then I've actually asked it just recently um, in a workplace setting to, because if I'm going to implement or try, attempt to implement wellness um, in the workplace type programming or offerings, I need to know that people want to receive it. And so let me know where you are right now. And so I've seen just relatively recently, more so probably than ever, because I've asked the questions of the stress and anxiety of COVID is still very real. Oh, yeah. And I think it also is that in that sense of like me really owning up and realizing it in myself, too. And it took me a while because I I don't know if you all remember, like when COVID first hit and some people were able to just like take off with taking advantage of being online and like, yes, we're going to do this, this, Mm -hmm. this, this, it opened up so much creativity. It opened up so many things and opportunities, but then it also like did the opposite for a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. I had myself had those ebbs and flows of, 
yes, okay, I'm going to change. I'm going to, I'm going to adapt, um, pivot. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I'm just, I just don't want to do it that way. And next thing you know, months and months and months go, go by. And myself being in, you know, in the arts, in the capacity that I am, and also in athletics, it still is going through. It's like, you don't know if you're going to get canceled tomorrow or not. And so I definitely had a moment of like, you know what, this is it. No matter what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep moving forward. And for a lot of people, they may not be at that, that place. And some people may have been there, done that on to the next thing. And so it's to say it's all in our, I've done a lot of work as far as self-talk and mindset to really like accept truly, like truly accept that COVID is still here and it's going to still be here in whatever capacity. And it's to say now what, coming back to myself, what do I need to do mm-hmm. to be able to decrease, um, do decrease that stress or to decrease, you know, anything that is contributing, paying attention, it gets back to paying attention, you know? So, um, yeah, COVID is still very real and it's, yeah, it's, it's something that we need to see it from our own perspective first and then decide what decisions we make from there, you know, to support ourselves. It's, it's been a really, you know, I think every an individualized journey for everyone with COVID, but I know for myself, the ways in which the trauma of, you know, I was on a tour that like, we stopped, <laughs> you know, like, and then you think you're going to go back in a couple of weeks. And so you're like, oh, I'm chilling until my job returns. And then you're like, wait, no, but it's postponed a little bit more. And so this idea of like holding on to the hope of it and then the loss of the thing and then the creation of the new thing and then the, the not acknowledgement or maybe acknowledgement of what has transpired or but like now you're having to deal with the newness and all of that is trauma that is stored in our bodies. And I know I am actively working through the ways that it has manifested itself in me physically, emotionally, mentally with my therapist, with my chiropractor, with whatever I'm doing, you know, to really hold my, my whole self, um, in awareness for that, in addition to the normalcy of trying to get back into the swing of things and trying to stay diligent for the craft, you know, and it's just this really incredible (laughs) addition to our already wild careers that we've chosen and industry and field that we've put ourselves in and the impact of that on our bodies over time. And, you know, I just, I, I worry. And I also, um, I'm curious maybe for the wrong reasons about the way in which all of these intensive years of COVID are going to manifest themselves down the line and really show their head down the line when us artists are like five, 10 years out from these first couple years of impact. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, that's literally been in my shoulder. That has literally been in my knee. And that's why we need to literally start like, whether yesterday, right now, if you're thinking about it, maybe try it tomorrow. Like it literally, you be the change literally right now. Yeah. And whether that's something that you need to figure out what that means, but you know, what do I need to do? What do I, what do I truly need to do? So that one, I know that I can be secure, safe, 
all those things, you know, it's COVID. We, no one, no one wants to have COVID, but if I do get it, then am I prepared? Am I, is my body supported? Is it something that I'm going to be supported in my job and my career? If not, then what do I need to do? Like it, it's to start thinking about those things without thinking about them. But the more that you're aware of yourself and you you're aware of your body, then the, the more that you're going to be able to be like, okay, you know what? This, this big old huge barrier just plopped right in front of my path. And you know what? Oh, all I got to do is just walk around it. Okay, cool. Done. Mm. You know, but that's easier said than done. That takes a lot of work. And I will give this to COVID of allowing the time to do that from oh, yeah. my sense. Um, but then also it's like, all right, um, it was like a flip of a switch. Like, you know what? Nope. I can't anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to allow myself to be like, oh, you know what? I'll just like do this because you don't know. It's like, okay, let me, let me step out a little more and then protect myself. Well, what would you say are some quote unquote must haves um, that people would need in their metaphorical or actual toolbox that will help them to maintain or start to check in? Like, I know every body and human is different, but if you were a starting out package of like, I am about to get into undergrad or I just graduated from college or I mean, just like any human being at any stage, what are your some like you must have these things or at least start to be aware of these things? Is there a checklist? Maybe I'm off base. Yeah, I would because everyone is and especially in our different phases of life, we're going to have different priorities. So I think it gets you know, an awareness itself, it's, it gets down to, you know, no one talks about the soul. We talk about our mind and our body and that's it. But if we really like get down to our true essence, like what is, what is my true being of, of what are my priorities? What are my values? You know, what um, are my boundaries? Things like that, which are like key terms. So it would take more learning and education, but I think it's to say that I think the number one question is how do you want to feel every day and go off of that question. You know, to, I, if I'm waking up every day and I just, it's harder for me to roll out of bed and then, you know, that leads into habits that just don't serve me, then what can I, how can I bring that to the forefront and pay attention and be like, you know what, let me just make this one change. Um, I think, you know, if we, we talk about habits and routines and, and whatnot and, we really don't get down to like the the actual true science of it, which can sometimes be boring, but it's like, there's a reason why. So, and, and like I said, paying attention to our emotions, our feelings, our sensations, things like that. What the more we do that and our values and our priorities and what, how do we want to feel every day? You know, if you say you want to feel happy, but you don't feel happy, then what do you need to do to feel happy? You know, it's not in me having this water bottle right here in my hand. This doesn't, this isn't going to, This is not, if it does bring me happiness, it's because I'm going to drink the water out of it. And then that's it. Like, right. what is it? What are the things that can bring, that you can bring to yourself to be able to do that? Um, but it, because life is, is all over the place and so many things contribute and are factors, you know, if anything, the tools in your toolbox are literally the things that you're doing every day. How are you eating? Are you moving? Are you um, hydrated? 
how's your sleep um how are your emotions so you know we talked about stress earlier if we can figure out how to cope with our stress or what are those triggers that are bringing on our stress and how can i how can i just take a minute take some deep breaths change my perspective change my mindset and then keep moving um and let's see i think i forgot one but no those are the big ones if, if we do at least those little bit of things each day like piecemeal the more that we're actually nourishing our body than we actually may think we are. Um, and then if it comes down to the, oh, I do this big routine and I have all these other things that, you know, that support me to be out on stage, that's great. That's stuff that you learn as, as you grow and figure out, you know, as your body continues to, to live life. But, you know, if anything, the basics are literally what we do every day. But it's to say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to eat that that bag of Oreos for lunch. I'm going to have, you know, a beautiful sandwich that has all the colors of the red, like whatever, whatever that means. But it's to say, like, I'm paying attention to how, how I'm doing those small things. And that's what's going to, you know, take me forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that so much. Um, thinking about like, do I do this? Do <laughs> in I, my own life? I have to do it too. I know. No, I know. And I, I, I'd like to think I'm relatively intentional, but you know, it's, you can, one can always be more intentional with oneself and choices. And I guess my follow-up to that would be, let's say you have a job that you don't love, but you need to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. You are living in a housing situation that you have a lot of roommates that you don't love, that you found off of whatever, but you have to stay there because it's what you can afford and that you are working long hours on your body and standing on your feet. And then you need to go and you need to tape a dance routine on those same feet in your small little apartment and then life is happening and then you're in a pandemic and then you, I mean, all of those, we can keep piling it on, make this the worst case scenario, but <laughs> yeah, that's the thing though. That's someone's scenario. Yeah, for sure. In some way, shape or form. Yeah. That is, that is, is a real scenario. Correct. And I'm over here laughing and smiling because I've, I've got chills and it's like, girl, like throw it all down. Yes. That is someone's real life scenario. Absolutely. And it may feel like absolute crap. And so then how do you in those moments when it actually is life, not death, hopefully, but like it's your life and you are trying to stay afloat in that. How do you, when do you really is probably the bigger question. When do you, and how do you take the time to be like, all right, I'm here, or this is something that I can sub out. What if, what if somebody isn't in a place of privilege enough to be able to make that choice? Yeah. Well, oh. I've got so many answers to this question and they're going to look like they're from the outside and they're, they're going to feel that way because in some, like I said, some way, shape or form, you know, that's a scenario. And so some of those things that you mentioned in there have been, you know, a scenario in, in my life as just who I am and what I do, you know, I don't even have to be you know, out on stage and, and have like an artist type performer life lifestyle. Um, but it's to say that, and remember this is coming from the other side of the table now, cause I feel like it's looking in, in hindsight a little bit, but it's to say that whenever we attempt to make changes in life, we always expect, and this is just culture. We expect things to happen like yesterday, right? We expect them to, oh, tomorrow I should be making the money that I need and it's going to happen tomorrow. 
reality, not reality. It depends. But it is to say that it's smaller changes, it's smaller, smaller things. And so, yeah, this, this is such a good question. Oh my goodness. So in, in my perception of it, it's to say that we have to start to lead. So we have to start from somewhere. We have to lead the life that we truly want to lead. And so, like I said in that question before, how do you want to feel each day? If I know that all of these scenarios are not serving me, well, one, do I know that they're not serving me? But, you know, it, it may just start there. But if I know they're not serving me, then it's to flip it from the, it's not doing, I can't because of these things, because I have to do all these other things. I don't have all of that, you know, um, self-talk and mindset that is telling us that we're stuck where we are. And take the one thing that you feel like you can start to, to shift that mindset towards and change and start from there. So if it's to say, oh, I don't have time, then make the time. You have to make the time. It's, it's literally that easy, even though it feels like it's that hard. Um, because if I literally just read this in a devotional this morning, too, as far as like in the needs that we have in life, but we feel like we just ask for them and hope that they come to us, we have to still do the work. And so for us to step forth and say, you know what? I need time, so I'm gonna make time. I need more money, so I, at least, if I need more money, then how can I figure, what are those, what is to flip the other side of the coin and say, well, what is not working here in me making money and how can I make it within what makes sense for me? What, what aligns with my values and my needs, my true needs? Um, you know, this job isn't serving me. So um, what is it about the job that is not serving me? How am I showing up? Because a lot of the times it's it's telling us, you know, what is it that it's not doing for us and what are we not doing to contribute to allow it to be a pleasurable experience? And if it's not a good experience and you feel like you've given of yourself to that in all of the ways that are... Um, within your values and, and your truth and whatnot, then yeah, then it's time to move on. But what do I need to do to move on? Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's mindset. It's the talk and it's to actually like shift it one piece at a time. Nothing is going to be some, well, some people, yeah, some people do have the, for, the fortune and privilege for things to just be like, boom, they just switched over yesterday. But it's also to say, you know, a lot of us where where it takes it takes time, it takes energy, it takes effort, it takes our our own wants and desires to um to move the needle. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I always talk about how, you know, if if your life is a big square, right? And you have a section of your life that's um, your family and then a section that's your friends and a section that's your job and a section that's your, you know, outdoors and a section that's your baths and your, you know, whatever your sections are of your life. If you were to boil down the, the things that take up your time yes. and, you know, so often we're like, okay, well, I'll cut a little bit of time from here. And if you look at the real big scope of, 
your square of a life, if you only took a little tiny sliver, you're really not giving yourself much space for things to really kind of move around and reshift themselves, right? Yep. Enough of, of, of a change to really directly affect all the other little squares. And so sometimes the scariest thing, and I say this not being great at it, but the scariest thing is to like remove a chunk or to like really decide for, okay, this period of time, I'm going to cut down on this chunk. And this chunk then isn't just a, you know, a small little sliver of time. Now you've taken out an actively large square. And yeah. now the opportunities of what can be put into that square are larger. Sometimes you might actually want more friend time to fill that. Sometimes you have a whole other square that's been sitting outside of this bigger square that you haven't been able to fit into your square that you want to finally insert into your square. And now this is the time to put it in. Yeah. Right. And it's really scary, though. Not saying this is an easy thing. No, it's very but, hard. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Like, so hard. But I will say, though, and I'm sure you may say this, too, not to assume, but when you do do that, and then you're like, oh, like, your your arms feel like you yes. can, just all the weight is gone. It's like, yes, that was so worth it. And, you know, like, I stood up for myself, and I mm -hmm. owned it to myself and what yeah. I actually wanted and needed. Boom. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to think back on a time when I didn't take a purposeful risk would maybe be the word, but a purposeful, yeah. purposeful risk or an intentional choice when I don't look back and being and, and think that I'm so glad I did that. Like, yeah. there, there's, I'm, I honestly cannot think of a time when I was like, I don't, you know what, this thing that I knew was going to be good for myself. I regret doing it because now it's good for me, you know? Yeah. I mean, hindsight, yeah, it was definitely autopilot and there was no like thought rhyme or reason. It's like, oh, this is just what you do. And then now, at, yeah, now in this space, it's like, no, I'm going to say no. And these are the reasons why I'm saying no, because I made sure I, you know, checked in with myself, you know, yeah. or I said yes, or yes, but, or, you know, it's just being more open to life, really. Yeah. It's so... And, and I'd say like, even on top of life, it's like how life now, obviously, in addition to the pandemic on top of us, right? Those yeah. decisions feel even more overwhelming because of things that are outside of our control. So I guess that's kind of my next question is kind of piggybacking off of what we were just talking about when these elements are out of our control. What is something or a tool that perhaps you use to feel in control? Not in a like tunnel visioned, not flexible way, but to bring yeah. you back to you. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, uh, this was probably like a year ago. So a year in pandemic and he hit me with this phrase that it kind of like punched me across the face in a way. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is yes. And it's like, well, what is being mirrored back to you? And so when he said that, I'm like, holy crap, what is what is being mirrored back to me? Because whenever I go into situations and feel like they're not going the way that I think they should, that's me trying to take control. That's me trying to step out and, and be like, oh, I'm going into expecting to go into a scenario that is going to be exactly how I thought it was going to be, blah, blah, blah. And then when it doesn't, um, then we feel a certain way. We react a certain way, all of those different things. So I always try to bring that perspective of what's being mirrored back to me. Like, so if this scenario, if I don't have control in it, what am I supposed to take from this? What am I supposed to learn? 
or am I supposed to wait, be patient? Am I, is this worth it? Is, you know, so many different questions, which, you know, it takes the, the work to know the, know the, figure out the answer. But when it comes to control, all we can literally control is ourselves and our reactions and our responses and um, how we step out every day. So if I know how, what scenarios I want to relatively be in or how I want to lead life, then that's how I, ha I have to control that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when you know you're around situations that um, really support and, and help that growth and change and whatnot, then that's, that's the money, that's gold right there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the control is literally like, bring on that big old mirror and shine that light right on back and be like, okay, what is Angelica doing and or not doing to contribute to this situation? Yeah. I love that because sometimes it's actually a beautiful mirror too. Like, yes. sometimes, you know, I think so often we also think about wellness is yet another thing that we have to do yes. versus this privilege that we have to take care of ourselves so that we can show up. So this, I love that idea of this mirror being reflected back because it's like, well, what if the mirror is reflecting back the fact that you showed up? Yep. Like you did that. You came prepared. You came ready. You came, you know, with all your heart and your soul. You did that, you know, and I think it could, instead of perhaps looking at all of this really with like the weight of, well, if I'm not maintaining these things or if I'm not doing these things well, it's also like, well, you're alive and you're breathing. Exactly. You did that. Yeah. You did that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't, I don't know. I don't, it's, I teach this a lot with, with students of mine, especially some of my voice students where it's like breath is so foundational to what we do. And we take, yeah. we take for granted the fact that, as you said, like we take for granted the fact that this is just something that we do, but one day you won't, we know that for a fact you live and you die like yeah. that. We know those things. And one day you won't. And until that, that time, like you your body knows to give you life. It's literally doing that, you know? And so I guess for me, it's like, I love that idea of a mirror. And even on the hardest days, you could still reflect that back to yourself and be like, oh, I'm literally breathing though. Yep. Like, yo, I did that. <laughs> like, not every day is, is, you know, not every day is going to be perfect. You know, yeah. it may be a crappy day and we live in, you know, not fun emotions and that's just what it is. But I learned, I learned about that day though. I learned about, you know, what was or wasn't contributing and, you know, what do I do tomorrow? You know, yeah. but yeah. yeah, it's, I always try to flip it to the positive, even though it sits, things can sit in the negative, but the negative is just as positive as the positive, you know? So say that again, the negative is just, the negative as, positive. Is just as positive as the positive. Elaborate on that. What do you mean? we go through fear and sadness and all of the negative emotions that we try to push away and push down and suppress we try to push those away and they actually tell us something you know mm -hmm. fear literally tells us you know what what do i need to do to protect myself or it can also hinder me so it's to say like what do i need to protect myself okay am i am i cool am i protected okay cool now let's go on to the next thing i learned how to react or respond in that scenario so now you know whenever i'm in that same scenario my body and my brain my 
you know, my whole system is going to be like, cool, we, we can kill this next time if we ever get into that type of scenario again. I love but, that phrasing. I love that phrasing. But, you know, if, if we let it, it's the same thing as stress. That's, you know, kind of where stress comes from. You know, if, if stress is continues to compact and get chronic, then yeah, that's, you know, everything obviously should be in relative, relative in air quotes, balance. So it's to say if we do too much of the heavy or too much of the good, well, what am I, if I'm doing too much of the good, what, what have I gained and understood from the not so good? Yeah. So, yeah. It's all, it's all feedback and it's all a learning yes. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we have to be open and willing to receive that feedback. Yeah. And that's why self-awareness or just awareness in general or paying attention um, can be hard to come by because it actually like, it may be ugly. You may have to like cry in the mirror literally and be like, oh, I don't like myself today. But you know yeah. what? I'm going to work on that because I know yeah. that I, I don't want to be this this type of way or feel this type of way so yeah there's been a lot of those ugly cries in the mirror i'll tell you we've and we'll continue having those ugly cries in the mirror i'm sure yeah sure um as we wrap up our time together which is like breaking my heart because i can talk to you literally forever um we uh, we did already kind of talk about some different tools and you know methods through which we can kind of engage ourselves in these ways but here at eac we're all about a tool resource, how do you actually take next steps type of thing, yeah. small little baby steps. So I guess my my open question is, are there specific resources you want to guide our listeners towards? Are there, is there a specific takeaway tip or an actionable tool that we have not yet discussed that you want to impart upon our listeners? Yeah, I mean, we've already talked about paying attention and I've, like I said earlier, like you could probably count on however many fingers and toes at least start there, but it's also to say, be curious. What do you want to know? Body awareness is, it. it's a lot of different things. Is it, you know, where do you feel as though you want to grow? Um, and so as far as resources, there are tons out there. I'm definitely a resource and that's why I keep coming back because you all see that. And I, those are like my affirmations. I am an example and I am a resource mm. because if we're not talking about it, then what are we doing? I'm just sitting here, you know, in my office, you know, by myself. So um, I'm definitely a resource. If you have any, if anyone ever has any questions or, or thoughts, you know, as to how, you know, I'm, you know, Jennifer is a resource. Oh my goodness, 100%. You know, we're here talking about the same things and we're in the same lane. Um, but in general, I think it's to say that, you know, if you're curious more so of, of your body, of, of how, what do I need to do um, for, for my body to, to be able to maintain? If I, am I curious about, you know, what do I need to do to help with my mental um, well-being? Um, how do I find, how do I get deeper within my soul? I think with anything, it's to say, like, I'm a huge proponent of figuring out a way to just either breathe or meditate. And I think it's to say like that gives you that sense of, of just space and time with yourself and ask yourself the hard questions and be willing to either not have the answer and be ready to, to figure it out if it's something that you really want. But um, yeah, I can definitely give you a ton more resources as far as like cool. specific stuff. We can put it somewhere. Um, yeah. Because it all depends on what you want and what you need, really, um, as to where you go next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I love that. Thank you. Um, hello, fellow community members here listening. <laughs> Dr. McCarthy is in your circle of support. Um, that is one thing that we at EAC have always said, and we will continue to say, is that anybody we bring in to share is because they they believe that knowledge is power and we should be doing it together. Um, so truly, when she says that she is a resource, she means it. Um, so this is me saying, please reach out kindly um, and respectfully. All of this information will be in the show notes as well. Um, but I know that I'm, I'm excited for me. I'm excited to like listen back to this conversation yeah. because I feel like there were so many little small questions that you asked that I want to start asking of myself and um, ways to start thinking about um, incorporating more curiosity in our lives around our bodies and our souls and our spirits and our hearts um, that I know is impactful in many, many ways. Um, so I'm so grateful that you came here and shared your time and spirit with us as always. Yes, I adore you. you. Also, you know what's wild? Literally still haven't met you in real life. I, <laughs> it's been two years almost. It has, it has been. It has been two years. And it's just so funny that there are quite a few relationships that are quite meaningful in yeah. my life and have come through the pandemic. And mm -hmm. it's, it's relationships like these where it's like, yeah, you've never met each other, but like the energy is so real. You, you love ex exactly what they're doing, how they're doing it, and you want to be a part. And it's, yeah. I talk to you, Lord, and I talk to some of my friends. So it's like. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I mean, I consider you, I consider you a friend, and I've never yes, really sat in the room. 100%. So it's, it's wild. Um, thank you so, so, so much. Yes. Um, and until next time. Yes. I look forward to it. Hopefully you got some incredible tools and even simply a changed thought perspective about the way in which you can honor and embrace the gorgeous, incredible, capable body that you have. I am endlessly grateful that you keep popping back in to listen to this podcast. So if you enjoyed this episode, please go to your favorite podcast streaming site, rate us, like us, follow us, review us. That is actually the way in which we are able to reach other artists who could use these types of conversations. Also, invite your friends so you can listen and discuss these episodes together because that's just far more fun. If you hated it, don't even bother with any of it. Just let it slide because if it's not for you, it's not for you. And in case you haven't done so already, you can find us on Instagram at Empowered Artist Collective, on TikTok at Empower Artist Collective, and on our website at EmpoweredArtistCollective.com. With that said, welcome to the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. I'm Jennifer Apple, and I so look forward to having you back next week. Until then.